after party number three, where we talk about all the rules, mistakes that we made, and what we think is going on in Leland's brain. It's a scary, scary place. Mm. That is a dark and dirty place. Also, sometimes <laughs> featuring some listener questions, which I think we have for this time around. We do, yeah, that's right. Do we want to get to them? Just get them out of the way. I mean, they're really bad questions. So let's well, just get I mean, first. Should we introduce right. ourselves? Why no. do we need to? Christ, if you listen to Everybody, After Party I mean, you better have listened to the previous s- nine sessions. At this point, people know us. So, so this is the review of seven, eight, and nine, right. correct? Right. Okay, so yeah. if you've been listening, uh, you know, we uh, seven started somewhere in the cave on the way to Dracol. And I, I believe this is uh, after you already were in the cave, correct? You and Gozer um, in the I, cave. Bryn had already seen some things and came back. Um, right. So Seven starts with you guys asking me what's in there. And then you trying to tell us what to do. And then Gozer and I are like, screw you. We're going <laughs> to the cave. <laughs> trying to give sound advice that was ignored. Yeah, but there's something magical about this cave because Gozer totally lost her accent and became the smartest one of the group. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you lost your accent. Very much so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, there was one time I got the highest roll on the intelligence check or yeah, something. Yeah, you did. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even notice your accent thing. Though. It was to, totally gone. Come to think of it, yeah, you're right. And I was you speaking were... in full sentences and yeah, used a funny. lot more words than I usually do. <laughs> Maybe you guys should have stuck around. <laughs> So there's a lot of there's a lot of theories I think we just bypassed. Yeah, I've got some ideas. I doubt that we ever go back to the cave, but you know what? That does kind of tie into one of our three questions we have. Why don't we just get right. to it then? So, sure. Ian, uh, our loyal, one of our loyal listeners, thanks so much for your question. By the way, shout despite, out to Ian. Despite how terrible, Taco I Supreme. Uh, so he asks, <laughs> where does everyone think the portal in the cave connects to? Is it Isabella Good? Yeah. She has some knowledge yes. and interest in magic, as well as being able to acquire a Sardos's corpse. Are there any other NPCs that we might think are connected to it? Yes, I do believe Isabella Good is the person who's taking the bodies, taking them through the portal into the cave. From her clinic. Has, uh, yeah, from her clinic yeah. after people die. And she's taking the body parts there and trying to put together these uh, creatures. I think yeah. she's, she's a witch or something. So there's... If she's not the sole perpetrator, she's at least, like, heavily involved because you've got, you know, surgical cuts to take bodies apart and put them back together, and she has access to the corpse, so. It does make me wonder if there is somebody else involved that we don't know yet, like if she has a partner. Yeah, I mean, she she makes it seem like she doesn't know much about magic, and she, that could be an act that she's putting on. But she made well, yeah, a sending stone. That can't be. That's easy. what I'm saying. the 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 book The book that you identified like would have killed you. Well, it, it requires so that you have, she um, would be, be way. Yeah. Yeah, she'd be way skilled. But she did, like you just said, uh, Emily. She did make that. What was that calling it? That token she gave me that allows you to communicate from a. I called it a sending stone, but I don't know if that's what it is. Yeah, so I don't know how complicated of a magical item that would be to come up with, but that shows that she's got some magical ability. 
Yeah, so to answer the question, that's what I think. Is there any other NPCs involved? I don't think any that we met because there was no one other than Chucky and Isabella of any significance in the first. Well, the guy with the wagon. Six episodes that, that went to see Isabella but wasn't yeah. hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As a fluke well, that might pan out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can we hear his voice again, Leland? I yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta deepen that in post. Yeah, I'll put that in post. Talk, well, he's a real slow I talker. think that it's Jalela behind the whole thing. What? And he, <laughs> Honestly, I mean, he, runs, he, he runs the only inn in town. He probably runs the rest of the town. I mean, who knows? No, man. Honestly, no. It, all kidding aside, I, if there was anyone, I think that would be who it would be. Really? Who'd be? I'm not saying it's. A, Is it because the it's the last way, person but... you would think? So then it just has to be them, because that's how it was with freaking <laughs> the Arcanist. Well, Leland dropped a lot of breadcrumbs. I know for the that Arcanist we did not see. That we totally missed. Or <laughs> I believe least... one of us saw. I think anybody we asked the name of, and he went, "Uh, how about Jalela?" It's probably not important to <laughs> see. Yeah. Hey, you don't know what kind of mind games I could be playing with you. The DM can metagame too, you know. <laughs> I will. I'll, I will point out in um, I think it was session two way back, uh, whatever session it was that John you visited uh, the good clinic. Uh, mm-hmm. Emily had remarked, so she runs a clinic with no beds in it? Yeah. And she went mm-hmm. into a back room and disappeared for a while. There wasn't another room that she disappeared into, yeah. There really were. When you described her office, you said there's a door over here. There's a door. There, there are all these doors. There's something. So There's I something guess, fishy. To answer, or maybe go a little further from Ian's question is, yeah, that is, I think that was part of the hook of what we were supposed to do. But from Shaft's uh, perspective, he had no interest in uh, adventuring. He wanted to get Chucky back to Dracol. He didn't really care about going he anywhere just, else. He just cared about her bar tab. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so if you guys were trying to convince me to do something else, I probably would have uh, would have not. I would have tried to convince you not to, and it didn't take a lot of convincing because we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just my comment right because like, i mean there was a, there was a hole there that was shaft sized shaft uh, sized no, hole that no was i wasn't biting I mean, on that one leland we could have sent uh, shaft down that no problem i know you talking about the you talking about the hole in the wall yeah yeah yeah, yeah i wish the, you guys uh, had uh where the centipede came out that of. fight could have went way differently too i think you guys handled that fight really well i mean especially with Rin and Gozer just by themselves um, at yeah, the boy. very beginning. So then, did the crow actually do anything? Yeah, what the, about the crow? The crow would have served as It was an alarm a, bell. Yeah, basically an alarm bell. That's Ooh, what I thought. How did you yeah. know that? Falls Bill, being so high. smart. Yeah, so that was great oh, okay. that you just didn't even get a chance to do anything. Gozer says kill it. I mean, Bryn's like, sure. Right. Target practice, man. And, uh, <laughs> can you imagine if the alarm the bell... Yeah, the the crow went off, and then Isabella comes through that, you know, doorway, wall portal, and she's like this powerful, supposedly witch or something like that. And we have to that would have been wild. We had to fight Isabella good. And she would have come pretty pissed off because of the bar tab. (laughs) I was gonna say you can tell that Emily's played D and D before because she's like, all right, I'm gonna plug this hole. Like, I just feel like I don't think of things like that. You always got to plug point, the hole. Oh, yeah. Always plug the hole. <laughs> well, you guys found a bunch of uh, magic items in that cave, too. Um, Can I ask you a question? Why did you choose to have, like, living hands? Like, where did that come from? 
Um, well, listeners who have played in some of my games before know that I like to use a few things. I just like, they're like my own like staples that I like to use. And I just like crawling claws. They're called crawling claws. I just like them. Uh, okay. But they weren't like actually sar- Sardo's hands or like. One of them could have been or two of them. The hands. <laughs> well, I mean, Sardo's was still intact. They were it? missing hands. No, right? no. Like sar- the- Sardo's body had its hands cut off. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah like, they, found like the pile no of bodies had missing hands. Yeah, none yeah. Of them, yeah. I yeah. thought Sardo hadn't been cut up yet. No, just his hands. That's it. Okay. Yeah. And like. Well, you know what they say many hands make light work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, literally, that, that's why those crawling cl- claws exist, right? They're, they're created to serve these little menial tasks for whomever creates them. Oh, like, so what menial same. tasks are they doing? From Adam's they're family. Building all that crap for arcanist or something protection or up. yeah hmm. um remember how we all talked about uh off the mic we talked about why we started calling the insect monster centipede or whatever scorpion you guys said scorpion i don't know i don't know how you centipede got it scorpion. we said centipede exactly too leland described it we said centipede you know, too. Yeah. I don't know legs. if I did a piss poor job of describing or no, not. But you, he's you, like, he you said. specifically said it was bipedal. Bipedal. <laughs> yeah, I think and then Emily's like, oh, let's get the little centipede guy. And we're like, centipede, that is not bipedal at all. That is the opposite. A classic uh, buckler mishap. <laughs> <laughs> you falls are in dit. <laughs> but I will say it was pretty satisfying when I killed that. Uh, the monster, the last guy with the twenty-nine that damage was crazy. or something. That I got, was such I a earned the first, it. the first bleep of the season. Yes, yeah, that's true. You, you yeah, one shot my monster, of course. <laughs> it was. It was amazing. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So you guys found a found a ton of magic items in there, which was really your first glut of items. I kind of dropped on you, right? Uh, well earned, though. Gozer almost went down for the count there. She was pretty close. Yeah. And and again, you guys like were able to stagger that battle, so you so it was like totally manageable, which was great. But that actually brings me to the one of the first rule mistakes that I found in that batch was about scrolls in particular. You guys had found that scroll of guiding bolt, and I had said that anybody could read the scroll and use it, which is actually not true. Rules as written. You have to have you have to be uh, or have a spell list, and it has to be on your spell list to be able to actually use it. Otherwise, it's like unintelligible to to the reader. So, which uh, is it actually was born from a misprint in the uh, first printing of the Dungeon Master's Guide. In one section, it says uh, it, it it literally says, "Yeah, anyone who understands a language can read this." this scroll and then when you look under another section in the book it actually clearly states the the actual rules where you know you have to have this on your spell list blah 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 so i don't like that i think it would be cool if you guys all were able to use scrolls so i'm going to change that rule for our campaign not that Ooh. it has not that it has to come up because i think we kind of forgot that you guys had that scroll because <laughs> yeah to be honest we did <laughs> i don't even know who's carrying it i assume falzerin has it on him well, Falzer has so. <laughs> been known to forget that he has items. Right. <laughs> the absent-minded professor. So, so basically, what I, what I uh, I'm going to rule, and it's actually it's it's basically it's the same rule. If you tried to cast a 
or if you tried to use a scroll that was of a level for a spell slot that you did not have access to, like falls around right now, I think if you if you try to cast like a fifth level scroll of fireball, you would have to make this check to be able to use it properly. And it's just a it's a it's a difficulty check and the intelligence check of ten plus the spell's level to be able to actually use it. So what I'm going to do is for if you are using a scroll uh, of a of a spell that is not on any spell list that you have access to, you will have to make that roll. You will have to make a DC intelligence ten plus a spell level roll to avoid a scroll mishap. I had a question. Uh, about if you that. make the check, then no mishap, and the and the you you know fire the spell off whether or not you actually hit with it or the save gets you know, my monsters save on the save, depending on what the spell is, right? Nothing bad will happen. But if you mm-hmm. don't make the check, then the scroll mishap, there's like a random table where something bad could possibly happen. Okay, so that answers my question. I was wondering what a scroll mishap is, but it's a, it could be one um, thing. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be a D6 roll. There, there is a, it's actually a variant in the Dungeon Master's Guide. And I think I'm going, I'm going to tweak the table a little bit, but, um, yeah, they're all like bad stuff. It's a mishap. Something bad could happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Gozer still okay. couldn't use a scroll because she doesn't have any spell slots. No, no, no. She can, but she has to make that DC intelligence 10 plus a spell level. Right. To avoid the mishap. So it's, it's, it's just easy for everyone to use scrolls. So a, a cantrip would be a DC 10. Basically, yes, exactly. But if you are <laughs> spending your money buying or creating scrolls for cantrips you're that's money not spent very well in my opinion but why right. would people not want to use mage hand <laughs> i guess you can oh, okay i could see uh, use for a scroll of mage hand that's true that's the true the scrolls are still one-time uses aren't they they are still one-time use that's yeah. what i was gonna say oh, it's, still, it's still a Falls one-time run. use so that roll really needs to hit or else you're screwed I believe Falzrin can copy that scroll into his spell book, though. He, no, because he can't because Guiding Bolt is not on the wizard spell list. Oh, okay, right. A wizard okay. spell, he could. Yes, if right. it was a wizard spell, he absolutely could, as per written under the, in the wizards, in the, with the wizard class. I'm not going to tamper, tamper with that. But I did, I did send Falzrin um, a few uh, house rule ish rules uh, how he could create his own scrolls. And I gave him like you know I gave him a pricing guide and uh, the time that it would take to, to make one depending on the level and, and et cetera et cetera. I I didn't realize these scrolls were one time use. That is why they are as cheap to make as they are. Okay. So basically, I took some of the you know the regular items or the regular like magical item pricing guide that the DMG gives you. It's very loose depending on the rarity. And for consum- consumable items, as a rule of thumb, that price is halved if you were to buy something of that rarity. So that price you see on that table I sent you, uh, Bill. I don't keep calling you Falzer. Bill, it, that's, <laughs> it's that's okay. That because because scrolls are considered consumable. That's half. But now remember, for you, I I think I added in that note I sent you that your wizard school. You know the discount you get on copying evocation spells into your spell book. You get that same discount if you're going to create a scroll of evocation. Aw, alumni benefits. Yeah. I mean, again, Do they, we didn't really need to get into it, but I don't know. Does the School of Evocation call them every couple months for donations? Yeah, I, mean, I get that a <laughs> Well, that's where the discount's really going. I mean, you yeah, exactly. pay for it one way or the other. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I like that. I think that's 
that that could be fun. Well, and I mean, we've had this discussion before. I don't know if we've had it on mic, but just the the discussion of making a gold, you know, gold actually worth something and worth getting and, and and being having something more to actually use your gold on. So you can basically this gives besides an overpriced room. I mean, I was going to say basically it gives you a a means to turn gold into spell slots basically. I mean, there's been other rules where you would do things like have to buy spell components, but we don't. We're not using. No, components. we don't do that. They're uh, fixing your weapons or your armor would be something else right. that you would use, but we don't do that either. Falzarin turns his nose up at a bag of holding for five hundred. So Falzarin I mean, doesn't come like on. a goddamn thing that I put in front of him. He's a <laughs> Didn't we discover that five hundred is a freaking good price? Like, well. And that's, he didn't know that at the time. That's but. my naivety as well. Like, and it's also taking me a little while to learn that you know maybe I should care about gold because magical items are expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we didn't really know that at first. I think is what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Right. Oh, and I actually exactly. forgot about a part of those rules, which I mean will come in at play when if you guys were to try to use some scrolls that Falzerin may make in the future. He when he creates them, he has to basically roll a d twenty for to see the quality, and that will also impact. So that's going to impact the that DC number for when you guys use it. Obviously, the higher quality, the lower the, the DC. Yes, well, kind of, but more likely than not, the worse the quality, the harder it will be to use it. Because, uh, you know, he's got chicken scratch writing or whatever it is. Right. But that also is going to impact the resale value for any scrolls he may want to use. and Or, cre- sorry, create and then maybe sell back. Because he could he can create, like, a scroll of Fireball at a discount because of his wizarding school. And maybe get get some coin out of that. Ooh. Nice. So Falzerin's going to disappear from the campaign for, like, a week. And I just go sit say. in the cabin and turn, in a, turn out a churning, um, you know, a, a spell churning out business. You can spell scrolls at 50% selling them for... You could maybe take over Sardo's shop. Hey. (laughs) There's too many magic shops. And, uh, of course, the the higher level scrolls he wants to make, the one, the more expensive they get, and the longer they take to actually make, too. And, and Bill, that's not necessarily... When you look at that table, and that time is not... It's not all one sitting, right? You You could block it out. Like right, you can yeah. you can come right. back to a scroll you're working on. So what I would suggest for you, Bill, is uh, again I'm giving you these rules now, but we have like sessions already recorded for, for like another month, right? right? So yeah, you're not going to be ahead. listener. You're not going to be here in Falls or making any scrolls anytime soon. <laughs> Just that <laughs> But, but I would suggest, Bill, when you want to make a scroll, get yourself an index card and start. The index card is literally your scroll. So that you could put the 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 spell How of whatever right the spell of the it, scroll yeah. right mark off the time you've already spent, and also you can keep track of the quality once it's finished on that as well. Yeah, and also remember when you create, they're based off of your stats, so you also will want to write those down because those may change. Again, all, I guess for all this shit we didn't really need to record, but <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no, that's that's good. I like it's good to know that. Well, I mean, basically, it's pretty cheap making first-level spell scrolls for Faldron, if they're evocation. I mean, it costs 50 gold for a level-one spell scroll and two hours to make. 
Yeah, it's not bad. Now, some of the like, if you go by the time it suggests in the in the DMG, like, it would take you like, I think by the time you got to like a level three scroll, it would take you like ten or fifteen days to even want to do that. So I kind of <laughs> sped it up a little bit, but we'll see how balanced it is. Okay, so you did some uh, you attuned stuff. I think we sort of went over that in the episode how that worked. And then we uh, left the cave, right? Uh, well, well, we didn't talk about like there was a portal, right? We found a portal in the cave. Well, we didn't. We did. We just found talk a about doorway. It. We found a doorway. Yeah, you're right. That but we suspect. We, we know that nobody else came in and out of the cave from the entrance. So whoever was bringing and all Sardo's the pieces body there was fresh, through. and yeah. Yeah, and that had to, whoever brought that there had to do it very quickly because we sort of ran out of town pretty soon after killing him. And uh, the body was already there. So, and we sort of talked about our theory on that, right? Right. We we had a question about um, Ian asked another question is where do we think the portal connects to? I think maybe we kind of yeah, kind of covered that. Covered yeah. that. It's somewhere Isabella like, Goods, perhaps Isabella Goods clinic quote. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. What's what's the next question? Uh, okay. How about when did? Bryn and Shaft find out they were both working for Detmer, the dwarf. Seems like maybe Shaft mentioned Detmer's name early on, but in character... I did. Didn't notice if they mentioned uh, they were both working for him. Yeah, I mentioned his name to see if uh, Bryn was going to say anything, and she did not. I did not. I think that, to think about it in character, Bryn heard it, thought about it, wanted to keep that information to herself... And then as we're entering Drew Call, and I'm recognizing where we're going, etc. I think she just really liked that element of surprise where she looks over at Shaft and she's like, you know, the dragonborn like knows her as well. And she's like, kumquat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think she liked being like in your face, especially like, right, when she puts her hand on the, on the paper and it's green and she's like, yeah, in your face. Like, that's just kind of what she was doing. Like, duh. Yeah, but. But you're the newbie. You're, you've only taken one job, right? From I Detmer. have taken several jobs from him. This was my first assassination. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I think the listener knows that. Shaft does not know that, though. So, like, I, in the moment in character, was like, I've been doing this a long time. Potentially implying that I've killed other people. You wouldn't know that as Shaft. I think from Shaft's, Shaft's perspective, I've been in Dracol for at least two years working with Detmer and would have ran into you at some point in time. And, Maybe. Uh, I mean, you never know. Well, uh, Right. I mean, I think from his perspective, you're new. Right. She's a sneaky assassin. Well, and, and Brenna, it, it was not, it was less than a year ago. I think we had said it was only five or six months ago that you had left yeah. the Phelaren Forest. Yeah. So it was. it was definitely like smaller jobs and quickly getting like advancing i guess or becoming more serious towards the assassination route which is what i chose to take when i when i became level three right so it sort of is in keeping with me leveling up and getting more experience and things so that was uh when chaff name dropped i think that was session four ish um right before Mm -hmm. you had even captured the arcanist is and so i had I viewed it as, well, I mean, Shaft is just doing his shtick and bullshitting, trying to get the Arcanist to just come with him, and so he just, as if John kind of or Shaft just, you know, said a name that 
he literally could have said any other name, any name, uh, mm-hmm. especially com- to, to Falzerin, right? But, you know, having already seen kind of the way Shaft has operated a little bit, Bryn stopping, you know, especially in the middle of this confrontation, saying, whoa, 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 Shaft. You just said Detmer? Huh? I know Detmer right. too. Like, no, she's not going to do that. She's definitely not going to do that, of course. I mean, it's in her benefit to keep that. I don't know. I was, I was, I was checking. <laughs> yeah. See, so I, I didn't, I didn't, I, th- I liked it. I, I, mean, I, I viewed it as, you know, Bryn is just being Bryn and as she's just closed off and she's calculated and she's not going to be like, you know, just let it drop right away uh, without ha- having most of the information that. Yeah. I think it was like calculated. And then I think. As the episode played out going into Drew Call and meeting with Detmer, I I just, I don't know, Bryn's, Bryn's kind of show-offy, like, and charismatic, and, like, I don't know. Like, she just doesn't want to be told what to do, and, like, she doesn't, like, we've said this before, she doesn't really work with other people well, so... I don't think any of us work with each other well. We're all together because of this podcast. Yeah, I, I I like the fact that the characters don't necessarily like each other. Or don't, they don't dislike each other. They have their own interest, and uh, yeah. we're sort of we're in it for the moment. I which guess you could which say. is why it's so funny <laughs> that John, you totally railroaded Leland in, into creating the magic shop. Like he had no choice <laughs> at a certain point to be like, "All right." Yeah, that was funny to listen back to and be like, "Oh, okay, well." John just created a magic shop and then a couple like, blocks away for Leland to now yeah, you're like, populate what? into the into the world. What's the name <laughs> of the magic shop? <laughs> <laughs> magic, magic, magic. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I love that's that's great. I think it, I'm trying to think of exactly how the sessions were divided for actual play sessions. I'm pretty sure a session sessions eight, nine, and 10 were one of our like three hour play sessions right and, and up until now every three had basically been one of our sessions so right. now we're getting into where uh it's probably going to become evident that like there's been some time passing between some some of us us, <laughs> our, us playing right especially again back to you know john name dropping and then a month later, we actually get to where you guys are in Drew Call right. as far as us playing, maybe more than, I don't even know if it was more than a month. And especially when in the beginning, for all these beginning episodes, we were recording them, yes, but I wasn't, we weren't, you know, we didn't have an actual date set for release. We were still in the, mm-hmm. the gearing up stages. Well, hell, we didn't even know if we were going to be putting it out really, right? So you guys didn't even get a chance to listen back before we started before we could play again right which we now actually have that luxury as we're rolling and we're kind of turning through our content there's always a little bit of catch-up for sure and there was there was definitely one of the episodes today we were i think it was episode nine where you ask Bryn a question and bill's like uh (laughs) and i'm pretty sure it was a bathroom break or something oh yeah you just just like ran off or something (laughs) i had to get up and go (laughs) well because i'm like looking at my notes and then i look up as i'm asking the question i'm like oh she's not there (laughs) (laughs) so i mean it happens (laughs) You can't play for three hours straight. I mean, I can't. No, and, and it was fine because it was literally just, you know, an offhanded thing that I was easily able to brush past and move on to something else because it was 
It was it was mostly a flavor question. That's the peek behind the curtain there. It's like, yeah, I was going to the bathroom. <laughs> well, and and back to back to trying to figure out where the divide on these sessions are yeah. as far as our play session because if 8, 9 and 10 was one session then uh for 8 I had stuff prepared and 9, 10 I was just spitballing basically cuz you guys went to you zigged when I thought you might zag kind of thing. So All right. Yeah, I get the impression that we we do that uh, pretty often. We do that every time. <laughs> I, I'd say that's probably pretty typical of every D&D session. Totally. Whatever's right. prepared is not what happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know if I'd ever want to be a DM. Like, you really got to be able to think on your feet. Maybe you should prepare something you think we would do, like, like lightly Doesn't prepare, matter. and then do the opposite. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We'll oh, do whatever. Doesn't. We'll go a different direction. I think we then. talked about this before, too. Literally, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's fine. No, it's cool. I mean, as long as it's still still fun and it still sounds good, then I I don't care because oh, I yeah. like I like the on the fly stuff. I mean, it's how I'm gonna make the most mistakes. For, uh, one, obviously, and mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be like listening back and be like, man, I could have fleshed that out way better. I wish I had done this. So, uh, so it has its it has its pros and cons, right? I think if you're a new players, like we're sort of gearing this podcast towards, and somebody who hasn't DM'd that much, the important thing is to have a couple waypoints in your story where you're trying to lead the party and then let it sort of naturally go those directions, right? If it starts going way off, then you got to somehow lead them back in to mm-hmm. that waypoint that you have. So add an NPC, add something that right. you know makes them have to go back the other direction without it seeming like you're you're railroading it. And I think that's the key to good yeah, DMing. Yeah, I, I agree. But I would also say that even if it feels like your players are railroaded back onto the path that you had prepared, if that's how your group is going to have the most fun, then just tell that to the group. Just say that to, like, guys, let's get back under here because, like, this sure. stuff is cool and I think you're going to really like it. And I think you're going to have a better time doing some of this stuff. Which is why it's funny that uh, all this orc stuff is like really standing out when we re-listen, because I don't think I wrote anything. Like I wrote Gorlock down, but I think there's more to it than I was paying attention to. Maybe John and Emily because they had more history with orcs and stuff. But well, that does lead us to Ian's third question. Thank you. Should Elena. I take a little exception with the way it's worded? <laughs> okay, well, here we go. I will not paraphrase. This is verbatim. I'm an expert seg- segue artist. Verbatim question. Why did Gozer get so panicked like a little baby by the dead half <laughs> on the horse? Oh, I'm sorry. That was me. I made it. Okay. I embellish a little bit. I'm sorry. Verbatim. Ian is throwing shade at Gozer. <laughs> Why did Gozer get so panicked by the dead half-orc on the horse? Was it because anything that would threaten a half-orc's life could be a threat to her own? Or does it have more yes. to do with the fact that he was a member of the destroyed clan? Yes. Is it possibly proof that the clan she thought was destroyed could still be around? Yes, maybe. You're saying yes to all of them. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> yes. Gozer was not panicked. She was concerned. <laughs> concerned that something killed a half-orc, and being a half-orc herself could therefore be killed also. So she didn't want to stick around where something had just recently killed something as tough as a half-orc. So a, a baddie was potentially around that was strong enough to kill that half-orc. So Gozer's like, I need to get out of here. And it was a little spooked that it was from a tribe that was supposed to be gone. 
right. extinct. Can someone yeah. explain to me why orcs being in the south or like out of the mountains, like why that's a thing? Like, like I don't. It's not common knowledge to me. Like, why are nor- orcs? Wow, norks. Why are they? Are they a threat? Like, what? So they, why are they? From what I understand, marginalized. They usually just don't don't venture far from the mountains, right? Um, it seems like they're. So it's unusual an for outcast, them to be. Though. Well, again, the, the the orcs and Aspara are a little different than you know the, your standard orc. If you were to look it up in the monster manual, as okay. orcs are are very nomadic and they kind of range to where they find food and where they can procreate. Um, so to really find them as centralized as I have kind of put them into Aspara is a little unorcish, I think. But I think the mountain range is wide enough and kind of the lore that I've added on to the, like the tribal wars, you know, that's kind of, I've, 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 I've changed them a little bit, right. For this campaign. So within the confines of Aspara, it is, it's very, it's like you, you won't find orcs traveling further than Drukal just because they have their territory in the mountains and this territory that they have been warring over for, like 75 years like that's all that they know and that's all that they pass on so to see them kind of engaging in activities outside of that is very unusual especially from gozer's point of view being born and raised in that environment which like i think maybe was implied but because there's so much going on when i'm learning D D, right like sure i sure. didn't i didn't pay attention at the time to like why do you have business in uh, what was it Eldenshik and right, like, the work of the tribe? And I was like, on the wagon that you encountered. Yeah, and I was like, I like I just it wasn't things weren't clicking, and I wasn't paying attention in that right. way. Well, and there's also not just the orcs traveling south and east from Drukal, but the strange marking that you've have now seen twice. Mm. The, the, the facial tattoo. Yeah, yeah. The Mike Tyson tattoo. <laughs> but that's only an odd marking to Gozer and I, because all of them are odd markings to you guys. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, we sure. But, I Basically, mean, even they're Post Malone or something. Like, I don't know what's going on. But maybe, maybe I didn't do a good enough job of really explaining how, how like, foreign and alien the, the, this, this mark is. Um, even compared to like tribal markings that maybe an orc would tattoo themselves with. Yeah, maybe I didn't get that across as as well as I should have. Oh, so it's different than a tribal to. marking. It is. I thought it, it was a tribal it is marking. It's distinctly different from than than a tribal marking. Time out. So we're like talking alien, like outer space. Okay. Well, alien as in like you know not weird. normal kind of thing, right? Like all weird. of a sudden we're in outer space. <laughs> Well, I mean, D. I mean, D and D has an outer space. I mean, they have other other planes of existence, and like, there's still like space. Like, space still exists in Dungeons and Dragons worlds. Speaking of the the orcs and stuff, though, like I like Gozer kind of gave us some information. Like, she said, "I'm my own tribe now." Like, that was there's something to that. We haven't our characters don't really care enough to delve into that. And I don't right know now. that Gozer would share that yeah exactly that. yeah but there's, there's something there. a lot going on in gozer's backstory that y'all don't know yet yeah the listener knows and we have no freaking clue do you want to know 
And like <laughs> no. I, I do. Elena wants no, to know. No, I want it. Yeah, no. but I want it to come up organically if it doesn't. Yeah, come up. it's it's got to be juicy though. Like I'm excited for potential. Well, don't build it up too much. <laughs> You're gonna <be> let down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Like a mysteriously mysterious clan is pretty interesting. I don't know. Sure, sure, and um, I mean it's not like the you. Like the players are are discovering it with the listener, really, because if they've listened to the background stuff, then they're going to get a lot of that. They know that stuff about Gozer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's cool. I think it's cool that the listener has behind the scenes. Yeah, no, I do too. It's it's uh, it's difficult to figure out how to really treat the listener because, like, do they are like should we treat them as omnipresent as a dm would would be uh, obviously not because i have things that will be revealed to both the players we treat them as royalty because they're the best <laughs> they obviously are the best so it's i don't know it's it's kind of it's hard to it's di- i don't know it's difficult to find that line i think like i mean there's some things that we discussed that we want to start doing that um i like i I, mean, I think they're cool and we should try them but the implementation is kind of weird the way we've set things up but we'll do but it like another another instance like i'm sure the listener knows who horik is like horik was mentioned right we have no yeah. we have no clue Shaft did who say. that is yeah and uh i was just saying off mic before we recorded that like i totally forgot that he even dropped the name tobias in there and interesting uh, huh yeah tobias is it tobias forge did you say yes yeah yeah (laughs) yes i like that name it's got a nice ring to it (laughs) well that's the thing right like does does that have any significance whatsoever I don't know. We don't maybe know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. It's some sort of personal information. Personal information about our characters is so few and far between that there's there's little hid, hidden gems throughout that some people will get and some people won't. And I think that having a little bit of depth to those kind of things is uh is funny. Yeah. 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 Well, spoilers ish ish. Like the next <laughs> batch of episodes, we're gonna get some nice Bryn backstory action. So. Definitely. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Which is cool. And Falzern is not interest, interesting enough to have anything about his life story. So <laughs> <laughs> I just completely glance over that. We're like, Heracleon, is that even part of a spa? Like, whatever. <laughs> it's an island. You got to... You gotta come up with a, a lake setting for us with with something uh, at the bottom of the lake, Leland, and then we'll hey, get some more. You'll, you'll get your oh, time. Whoa, you'll whoa, get your whoa. time to shine. There's, I got some things. <laughs> now <laughs> Elena is hearing too much. I don't want to work with this. I can't handle it. Do we want to uh, talk about? We had another, uh, I guess, a couple questions from. Uh, well, Super McDad's does not count. He obviously hasn't listened because we've answered those questions. Did we? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, we did at the very beginning. But okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, we, we had a Twitter he, question. He, he did say he has, he's not caught up, but I think he means I haven't listened to a single episode. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what he means by that. I haven't listened no, at all, but I have either. questions. We can't say for sure <laughs> if he's <laughs> actually a listener or not. But. Bill, New Zealand's sort of like Hong Kong on the map, right? Based off of these questions, he definitely didn't so. listen to character creation or world lore at all. So he asked if we've 
um, what was the first edition of D&D that we played and ever, ever tried any RPGs? So for Elena and I, never played any D&D, never played any RPGs. Which a loyal listener would know is all I'm saying. I started with 5e. I've only played 5e I, for D&D. I have played other RPGs. We played Paranoid. Paranoia. Paranoia. And we played End of the World, where John yep. made me cry. What? Yep. Just putting it out there. Oh, no. we, oh my god. We gosh. played, yeah, End of the World. It was a. Did you cry in character or? <laughs> yeah. Alien, alien, alien invasion. invasion. Yes. And so I, we have a son, Tommy, who was 12 at the time, and um, he had in character. Well, because you play yourself. So it, it's like you're. You're putting yourself in this situation. Oh, and okay. We were on vacation, and Tommy was with his grandparents, and Tommy tried calling us on the phone because all these aliens were invading and people were being killed all over the place, and the phone cut out. Oh, no. And I started crying at the table, and everybody's, like, <laughs> looking at John, like, how could you do that? You bastard. Yeah, that, that, that's... <laughs> it, was, it was great. That's the recommendation so I've it. heard for those is just, like, leave... Like loved ones, just completely out of it when you're yeah. playing. Yeah, so that was a rule yeah, we implemented for the second time we yeah, played that. The beginning of the second time we played it, that was the first thing that's we talked hilarious. about. Really? Nobody else exists. That's that's cool. That's wild. I've never heard of that. Brutal, brutal. Well, I started with uh, fourth edition for Dungeons and Dragons, and I've played um, uh, Fiasco is one that I really love. Downfall is super cool. Uh, Shadow of the Demon Lord's pretty rad. Um, Tales from the Loop is pretty fun too. That's an interesting system. So I don't know. I haven't played mm. that many, but my fair share. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like making up a like fake name on the fly because those all just sound unreal to me. <laughs> but we'll it's call mind it boggling how big the RPG world is. Yeah. Yeah. I started back uh, with AD and D back in the early '80s, and we played a lot of other ones back then. There was a Tune game. There was. Uh, a number of other uh, RPGs at the time that some of their names escaped me, but uh, then didn't do anything till 5e, and then Emily sort of told you all the other games that we've uh, RPGs we played. We did a Star Wars one. We did uh, we did the Star Wars. Um, I can't remember the name of it. We have that one over there. We did a the first base game of that, and then we played at one of the cons. We played uh, 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 what is it? Uh, Numenera. Yeah, Numenera, we played a game of that. But it's mostly been, of course, 5e. So there you go, Super McDad. You'll never yes. hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Plumpy asked, how does Leland keep combat so nice and tidy when he DMs? Ooh. Despite our best efforts to derail everything I didn't he see tries that. to do. Oh, yeah, he did. He's, oh, he's sucking he up that on Facebook. That's a new one. Oh, that okay. was on Facebook. That's why you didn't see it. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's interesting. I I don't know. I don't do anything special. I I feel like sometimes it drags. <laughs> Good answer. I feel like it sometimes drags, but you're not in your your it's, DM it's mode right is now. What it is. You, you gotta you gotta come up with a creative answer to that to make it sound like I don't you've know. got some magic. Well, yeah, get it, editing get it right, certainly get it helps cutting out some pauses and stuff. So it certainly sounds yeah. a little more fluid than it actually plays out as, right? But. Like if we were playing at the, uh, yeah. if we were playing at the table, it would not feel as smooth. 
<laughs> Leland makes us sound good. There's some, uh, he's the one that edits the podcast, Plumpy, so he has control over making himself sound the best, right? <laughs> so, he and that also, also answers the question how did that DM get so sexy sounding? Oh, dang. <laughs> edits himself. Who asked that one? <laughs> Plumpy. He pays Plumpy a lot of money it. for editing software. Wasn't me. <laughs> Believe it was the DM. Oh, Leland asked that question. <laughs> I believe that. That's for sure. (laughs) That's too funny. Sugar, how'd you get so fly? (laughs) I uh, I forget if session nine. Did you guys get uh, your new? You didn't get your new job from Detmar yet, right? I think that's session ten. No, No, we uh, we said we'll meet back the next day. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I I kind of have some questions for you, Leland, as a DM, I guess. So this goes. Where Where did the name the Tickly Servant come from? That was one of the many things I had to make up on the fly. If you literally, if, that was a fly. That's what was. I wanted to know. That is it on was. the freaking fly. Are if you, you kidding me? If you noticed, if you noticed, listening back when you first get in the tavern, I neglect yeah. saying its name. So exactly. from, from the time you arrived at the tavern and the time that I said it was me thinking of <laughs> thinking of a tavern. <laughs> I like noticed you didn't say it right away. That's for well, sure. Yeah. When we got when we came into the town, I didn't know the name of the place I was going, so I kept going. I going down, you know, down the street to the left, to the right. You know, I figured you'd jump in there and say, oh, yeah, that's not tickly. I servant. also wasn't quite planning for you guys to be in your call yet. So I didn't have any. I didn't. Uh, I'm like, hmm, where am I going to put Detmer? I don't know where the dwarf hangs out. Well, probably at some seedy crappy inn in the middle of his right. district kind of thing. It's amazing to me that you have to think of this stuff while you're also talking to us while we're talking. Yeah, like, it's DM. freaking incredible. Like, I'm, I, I'm telling you, it. It may seem like there's not lots of downtime, but there is there's a, there's actually lots of downtime where you guys are role playing amongst yourselves that I do have like a yeah. DM has he the just time ignores to kind of it doesn't seem like <laughs> yeah, it, I don't I guess. pay attention yeah. to what you guys say anyway. So. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. tend to pause and see if you fill in the blank. If you don't fill in the blank, I'm going to make a magic shop. <laughs> exactly. He's going to railroad you into creating some type of name. I, I like shaft. A magic yeah. shop is, is I I liked how magic 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 turned out, and I. I really like the magic, magic, magic shopkeep. He's a he's a he's a cool dude. Did he yeah. have a name? You did not, not ask his name. No, you do not. I, know he his is, name. He's nameless. He reminds me of uh, yeah. What's the uh, on uh, on Looney Tunes the the rooster? Uh, oh, Foghorn Leghorn. Yes, oh, I know. Yes. Foghorn Leghorn. Yes. Yeah. I was listening to episode ten. and I'm like, that's Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that wasn't intentional, but it did morph into that. I'm like, oh, I realize, okay, I'm doing Foghorn Lincoln, so let's just (laughs) roll with it. (laughs) Well, because you went a little southern with Can't turn back now. Yep, yep. That's uh, that's canon Um, now. Can't do anything about that. (laughs) It's canon. (laughs) I want to know why I couldn't have come out, like, why Shaft and Bryn couldn't have come out of Detmer's office to, like, Falzerin and Gozer, like, drunk singing karaoke or something i really wanted it i really wanted it happening we're only in there about 10 minutes <laughs> but like after the trip we've had like come on i don't think gozer would do that though especially not in Drukal. okay there's more obviously there's more i don't know are you sad about chucky is anybody upset yes. what happened to chucky <laughs> yes i mean I I'm we so ditched pissed. his butt so hard. Yeah, Chucky's my what did, what favorite. What did you expect NPC. would happen to Chucky? I know, you I know. And I set myself up a failure. I gave myself something to love and took it away myself. That's the worst. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I guess we could have killed him. Would that have been better? No, that would have been I mean, so much he's, worse. 
You know for now, sure he's dead. Like we I'm did kill him. I'm gonna theorize that Chucky's gonna come back for his 250 gold pieces at some point. <laughs> Seriously? Oh no! I was gonna say I think for sure he's dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm. If Leland hasn't already thought of that, which he probably has, I'm planting that seed anyway. Oh no! At, at the at the worst possible time, we're gonna see uh, you know humpback Chucky walk around the corner, and uh, and maybe put us to hey. the sword. Like call me a murderer. Call you a liar. Hey, hey. Where's, where's my gold? <laughs> hey, what are you doing? You know, you know what I picture Chucky as uh, that hunchback Spartan from Three Hundred, where the Spartans, yes. oh. the Spartans cast him out, and he goes to the other side and then starts yes. working for the Persians and betrays them. That is. I've just the same been picturing the uh, hunchback <laughs> of Notre Igor. Dame, the hunchback of Notre Dame with like Chucky's voice. Nah, I go where from young young Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's what I originally was gonna go for, and then that quickly like it changed. Like that's like he's Chucky's voice isn't like an Igor voice, right? Like uh, for me to make the Igor, Igor voice, I actually had to give myself a hunchback and like, yes, master, <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, but young Frankenstein, it wasn't always an, an Igor voice either. Have you seen that? I have. Yeah, yeah. It's Igor, not Igor. Right. Sure. <laughs> I have I have more que- I have more questions. Like as a listener, I'm maybe they already know like why does Shaft owe Detmer? Like it's killing me now. I'm like why are we even? Like what was this whole interaction? What's the exchange? What's the backstory yeah, like? Shaft Shaft doesn't seem to be too good with money. He's doing he's know. doing dangerous risky jobs to pay off debt and he's he's not even really getting paid for it. So. I just I don't know. There's more to come, listener. Obviously, wasn't that, wasn't episode that ten. You, you were when you handed in that job. That was going to be your debt cleared versus you actually getting money for it. If I remember. Maybe. Yeah, correctly. there's no money. It was debt cleared. No, there was there was some money. Was there money? He still, he still, got, still got paid. Yeah, he still got paid. Okay, oh, well, okay. it sounded Let like it sounded as a listener like you're now even. Like mm-hmm. I was listening. Okay. Hmm. Well. Hmm. Either way, I'm curious. There's more to that. There's there's more stuff Leland and I need to talk about, but I sort of put the baseline in my backstory of of some things. But there's more that's gonna come out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's there's lots there's lots more for all of you too that will be explored. And uh, yeah, I wish you guys like currently where we are in our recording. I wish you guys would just get past it so we can get to some other stuff that I want to do. Yeah. Because like I'm not. I'm not incredibly enthused on where we are right now. You yeah. need to give us maybe I shouldn't. Hate, I shouldn't be saying that probably. Well, <laughs> I feel that way too because stay uh, tuned, listener, for some disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> There's what did you call it earlier? There's just a lot of blue bone. Well, <laughs> I know I'm getting up, blue balled too here. I'm right with you, listener. We have a guest NPC who we almost kill, so there's that. There's the guest NPC. To. There's a new job, and there's a million ways that we get distracted and are ignoring that goal, basically. We, we almost lost a lantern. Oh. <laughs> and the lantern nearly killed right. us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now you're getting, now getting personal on your spoiler alert. Not right the lantern. I mean, talk, maybe it would have went better. Maybe it would have went better spot. if I would have used my ring of jumping correctly. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. We forgot we were going to talk about that. <laughs> it's okay. Basically, we explained the ring of jumping. And, and listener, we will be around to correct that. To completely screw up using it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are two distinct occasions where you should have been able to do something that you failed at doing because 
I don't understand physics, so <laughs> obviously. <Yeah. laughs> Bryn just gets the shaft, and I mean that in not, not the, the weird sexy way, way that you're thinking of. It. <laughs> oh, we, right, not the weird good way. way. Yeah, not the weird way. Yeah, that's right. Not the weird halfling way that you're thinking of. <laughs> Bryn gets the shaft. I didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, I I was happy with how the meeting with Detmer went. Um, that was I thought that was turned out pretty good. Considering it was all on the fly. Yeah, actually, I realized literally when we were recording <laughs> the whole fine print business was like, <laughs> oh, how do I get that stuff back from them? <laughs> how do I get the Arcana stuff back? And like, it didn't make sense from what I have going on story wise that like you would have to deliver the Arcanist, but not all the shit he was wearing, right? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> was, it was in the was fine good. print, right? All right. Yeah, I was there the whole time. I want to know how uh, you came up with the password kumquat. I guess first thing that came to my brain. <laughs> <laughs> now we know what's in Leland's mind. <laughs> Just deep, dark place. <laughs> deep, dark recesses. It's funny, like, because there's, there's a list that the Dragonborn was checking, and, like, I'm assuming it's a password for the person's name or, like, everything. Anyway, so it's like we both had the same password. I was like, huh. Does that make... Yeah. No, whatever. <laughs> so so how many episodes do you think we have before we're caught up to where we are today, oh, actually? What do you think? About eight more? Well. And listener, nothing happens. Nothing changes. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, I would say about about eight more, probably. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, a lot happens, but there's, like, overall... 10,000 foot picture things are not being solved. Yeah, well, I think the frustrating thing for me is we haven't played in what? Uh, oh, it's a been month? a really long time, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, well, my, my, you know, my goal is, and this is a hefty goal for myself, but I put it up on my little whiteboard I have with all my, my goals. That doesn't seem hey, to help me visualize a... achieving them at all like I thought it was going to. But my goal is to have all of the stuff fully like edited and done and for you guys to listen to before we play next i mean not that we would we would you know listen to all of it but that is my goal to have it all just done and then be up to date but by the time we play next okay good luck yeah yeah Yeah. that's a lot of work yeah it's a half it's a little hefty i I, i'm not gonna achieve that goal but may as well set it we're gonna stay positive hey man (laughs) that's what i'm saying we're being really negative because that's what we do the feedback I've been getting is the quality seems to be getting better and better. The music and everything seems to be adding a lot uh, more. So people are really, uh, I think the whole thing is progressively getting better the more we do. So Yeah, uh, no, I agree. You know. I agree. Yeah, I think the whole, like, there's a lot of answers that you still have for us that we haven't made it to, but. And, you know, how the number of times you guys skirt getting to some of those answers oh my god my <laughs> god we do seriously that's what the after party's for so we can talk about it yeah. like literally the next three sessions like the next after party four i'm gonna be so frustrated <laughs> with some of the ways you guys go oh uh, after party well, four is gonna be fun 
I I was pretty mad at Gozer coming up. I'm pretty sure. So oh yeah, a you Grin were, you was were mad at Gozer. That, yeah. yeah. Like Elena, Elena was mad after that session. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. There, remember there's why. a session. Well, there's a session coming up for sure where like Bryn doesn't hit the broadside of a barn. Like it's terrible. Uh, I think that's session. So I was pretty uh, upset. 11. Yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating as the player, but I mean, I think I'm learning to embrace the failures as well. That's all part yeah, of it. Yeah, that makes for it, it to be interesting. Yeah, it makes too. it more interesting. When, well, when yeah. that's, that's why there's dice. That's what you say exactly. when they say, oh, well, they got a good personality. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> a good personality is very important, right, honey? Uh, Ooh. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Does that mean if <laughs> if people tell you you have a terrible personality that you're really good looking? Does it work the other way around? I mean... <laughs> asking please, for a does friend. It, no. Does it? Ask, asking for a friend. <laughs> Not necessarily. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're just digging this hole. All right. Was that it? Was That's there any all the questions, questions that anyone had? We had one more question we didn't answer, but... Or... Yeah. I mean, the question is... What makes Bill so handsome? Oh, is it gosh. because he's flanked by Leland and John? I think Falzer and submitted that question. That question? <laughs> is that remember. another bullshit Super McDad Did Bill question? ask that question? It, I didn't ask it. It was JT because yeah. oh, that's we started, right. that started our series of staring contests. Oh. Oh, right. That is so the annoying. Staring How do I mute that? Those listeners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, think it, I think it just died out, but um, we can always... Start it back up. I stumbled across that like 24 hours or more after it had been going on. I was like, what? It doesn't help. Uh, what's happening here? Emily, it we doesn't help when you We got over 40 uh, stairs, but the thing is, it kept the uh, original post up front, right? The more we reposted to it. <laughs> oh, right. The more. So I was just using JT to get us uh, more just exposure. Getting... <laughs> oh. getting the interaction. It's a marketing He didn't even ploy. know it. <laughs> it's all marketing. I was I was shafting JT. Brilliant. <laughs> oh boy. One of these days JT will listen. I doubt I'm it. I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> well, wrap, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have. Uh, I didn't have any. Yeah, other. I don't think there's much more we can I think we hit that episode three episodes pretty pretty good. We hit all the questions. Yeah, I mean seven eight eight seven eight nine was ultimately a bunch of kind of gearing up like ah i feel like not much really happened i mean i guess we made a lot of progress in there were call, little which... there were little things well i mean we really did close out the chapter on like the first six episodes really the whole arcanist thing we really did put that to bed now right and now we're kind yeah, of transitioning transitioning into into other things now yeah i think we're more getting a little bit back backstory on the characters and then we're getting ready to actually start working on the real Point, the real story arc of this campaign. The Paladins of Colstus. Again, if 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 the story arc is an actual arc, you guys are like a zigzag on the same graph, kind of <laughs> bouncing around it. Sometimes hitting it, sometimes going way down away from it, and sometimes yeah. coming right back up. <laughs> Can you tell us where we currently are on that arc? You guys are okay. If the arc ends in the east, you guys are in the west. <laughs> okay, all right. That's what I thought. In true incorrigible fashion. <laughs> like you Wouldn't guys literally went the opposite way I thought you were going to. All right. Yeah. <laughs>
the story arc is the mean and and we are zigzagging many standard deviations away from it well i there's actually i have quite there's actually quite a few arcs i mean there isn't just one arc there's lots of things that you guys can encounter and do and as you guys are doing what you are currently doing everything else is continuing to move forward that you are not interacting with so all these things that i thought you may have interacted with are still proceeding and you guys will mm-hmm. just see some consequences of things that you didn't realize are consequences of some actions you did not take. So that's just how the world works. That's true. So I I have a question. Uh, how do you guys feel we're doing? I mean, when we started this whole thing, the idea was to, of course, just have fun and, and play the game and, and record it. And who cares, you know, you know how, where we go and what we do as long as we have a good time. But the the other point was to sort of teach the rules as we go show that it's not an insurmountable thing if you've never played before and sort of uh, let people learn the rules as we go through um, Elena and Bill's eyes, I guess, in a certain sense. How do you feel we're doing the farther along we go and we get, you know, episode nine, 10, 11, do you think we're, we're doing less and less of the teaching or do you feel that we're, still doing a good job um hitting on those teaching moments uh even you know that far into the into the sessions i think i if nothing else i think we're showing people and and i'm finding out that D is really not as complicated as it would appear if you pick up a player's handbook or you know had no help trying to learn the system like it i still feel like i i don't know a whole lot about D, but i'm successfully playing through a campaign so, you know, if that's what people are has have some hesitation about, then they shouldn't worry about it because it, it's not that complicated, really. I mean, I guess it it certainly helps that, you know, we have a DM who knows the rules relatively. Mostly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we've got you two as well, John and M. But I feel like any questions we have, we ask. Yeah. And oftentimes we'll be like, you don't have to keep this, but but we keep it. Like, it's in there, and uh, we don't really talk that much off mic and recording about rules during the sessions or anything. As we go along, hopefully the listener continues to grow along with us, and so we're not necessarily recording as much of the rolling and why and how we're adding the points and getting the numbers we're getting, right? Mm-hmm. I think for sure we're like, okay, it's a 19, or like saying the number more. As far as like mm-hmm. the rolling Instead stuff. Instead of the roll plus yeah. the modifiers and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I mean, when some people screw up my ring of jumping and that changes the story, <laughs> I mean, what are we going to do? See, it's, it's that ring of jumping's fault that you guys just keep missing this, this arc. <laughs> you just keep, you just keep, you can't quite jump high enough and you just keep missing rap. <laughs> well, I personally think that we are uh, deviating quite heavily from the original intentions. <laughs> And I I yeah. don't believe that we are doing as adequate a job as we possibly could have of, of keeping the whole teaching aspect of it in play. Uh, of course, you know, we do explain rules as they come up and as we encounter them, which was the point that we wanted to do. Because, um, mm. you know, otherwise who want, you don't want this half an hour of explanation of how to do stuff and then 20 minutes of playing and then 10 more minutes of expl- <laughs> explanation as you hit some yeah. new rules and shit, right? So we're we're avoiding that, I think. But it is, like you said, Elena, it's like, yeah, we, we do expect that uh, sect of our listenership who has never played these games before to grow as well. 
And it also does not help the, some of the gaps that we have between our play sessions as Bill and Elena are also still trying to learn. And when you don't play a game for a month, it's very easy to forget some of the small stuff and some of the, mm-hmm. and right? The, the, as, and we as do. A, sure. Well, yeah, exactly. And But that's also part of this game. I mean, yes, as easy it is as it is to learn, it is a complex game. There are lots of little things that you are going to miss uh, right like uh, there's lots of things that you probably will may, may have never even read even reading a, that player's handbook from front to back just because there's so much information which i have done yeah oh, you have book. read that sucker you've read everywhere you that think sucker, so? I, i'm sure <laughs> i haven't even read the whole book his nose just grew two inches if the listeners can't see that so <laughs> so i don't know if that is also how some listeners may feel um i hope i hope not i mean i don't know if it's just i feel that way because i think personally the after party really adds because we are like digesting thinking hearing back and explaining you're right i yeah i really do think if if the listener if someone's like not listening to the after party i think they are missing out on a lot of good stuff the after party is where we can sort of explain our intentions, our thought process. Like it's it's a really cool idea that I go over some rules that we may yeah. have you know mixed up a little bit or didn't spend enough time explaining. I think solidify it's, you know yeah. how this works, how that works, this yeah. mechanic, that mechanic. Oh, that actually reminds me of another rule that a mistake I made uh, when Gozer stomped on one of the hands. Uh, I had you. I said it was a. Uh, a, an unarmed, unarmed attack, attack uh, which is an unarmed, a regular unarmed, unarmed bleh, a regular unarmed attack is just one plus your strength modifier in damage, which we do actually will do correctly in the next batch of episodes. It actually did come up again, and we played it correctly somehow. But <laughs> I let you mm-hmm. go as a roll a d4 plus your strength, mainly because I just like I wanted you to get the effect of one shot stomping one of these hands. That you yeah. pro- you I don't you wouldn't have been able to do right. enough damage had I just allowed you to do the the one plus your strength, but really what I should have done is just let you one shot stomp it even with that one plus your strength right. So right. just right. in case if anyone else picked up on it, that rule we did play incorrectly in that instance. But but yeah. sometimes the story is more important than the. Rule. Well, yeah, what you, you know everyone always says the rule of fun right is really what you should be yeah. playing under. Right. But again, that's also one of the areas in which in which we are like we I mean, we never have touted that this podcast is a rules as written podcast. There are lots of podcasts out there that do tout themselves as being rules as written. Um, And I think it's good that we do not. I don't think that should ever really be a concern, especially for new players. Like, honestly, if you're unsure of something, make a call, look it up later, right? Everyone always says that. It just doesn't I mean, I try not to tout myself. I don't know about you guys. You try not to what? Tout myself. Okay. I just seem funny. (laughs) It's a funny word choice you used a bunch of times. It was the appropriate word. <laughs> I'm just making it's an appropriate word. I'm just making fun of Leland. I'm sorry. So, so <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. What the fuck else is new? So, <laughs> so that is where my feelings of us not really living up to our original mission statement um, come from, because there is something intrinsically intrinsically linked to 
not playing at rules as written and also trying to teach somebody who's never played the game like right like those are those are two conflicting ideals in my yeah. opinion mm-hmm. but i do think that playing and handling the things that the way we're doing them is is the more fun way to do it so i think if that was the way to be taught uh that's the way i would want to be taught Part of our intent is not necessarily to teach every rule of D&D down to the minutia as much as it is to show someone who like, is in my shoes, where I'm passionate about board gaming and tabletop gaming, um, but I've always had a bit of a hang-up for role-playing games. And hopefully this show will show someone like that, that, you know what, it's a lot of fun, um, you should maybe give it a shot. So I think we're doing a decent job of that. Uh, Emily, John, what what do you think of that question? Emily, I'll let Emily. Yeah. Um, I I think um it's good to try and get close to the rules, but like you said, you don't want to stop play and and spend fifteen minutes looking up what the rule actually is. You just go with with what works with the situation. Also, we're finding that things that we learned when we started playing, um, were not right. But we still <laughs> played that way. We played that way all the time. And now all right. of a sudden it's like, yeah. oh, that's not how you're actually supposed to do it. Yeah. But it worked either way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. John? Yeah, I think uh, for me there's there was there's been two distinct ways that I've played role-playing games. Uh, one has been more of a war game where you, you speak about yourself in a third person. It's more of a dudes on a map kind of thing. It's a lot more battling. And uh, I always wanted to do more of a role play uh, type um, game where that's secondary. It's more theater to the mind. It's more you being your character, playing your character the way you're thinking through your character's eyes, making the actions of what your character would do, causing the controversy. And Ghost that's what never getting. causes controversy. Yeah, I, I I am enjoying playing Shaft. Because I'm constantly thinking about how he would do things, how Gozer would do things, and, and I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with that. And I think one of the things that people tend to be afraid of when they are going to go play a role-playing game for the first time is you always, you always hear, oh, do you dress up? Do you, uh, you have to get together and make <laughs> silly voices and things? And uh, you know, I think that keeps a lot of people from wanting to, to do it. Yes, they and, make, uh, they make me do voices, listeners. <laughs> I don't want to. They make me. That was a big hang-up for me, and you know, for sure, I you know I don't make a voice. I try to talk as though I'm Falzer, and sometimes I do a good job of that. Sometimes I don't. Occasionally, you sound like Shaft. That's true. <laughs> when I'm whispering, I, think, I sound like Shaft. I think hey. what it takes is it takes a couple people to sort of break the ice there and say, hey, we're just having a good time. You can be sort of stupid, funny. You can do things that are unexpected and have a good time with it with your friends and not have to feel like you're, you know, out of place or anything. I think that once you break that the ice there, it really brings role playing to a new level. Um, and I think that's what I'm hoping our podcast will will do for others. Oh, for sure. Emily Emily does the opposite of what, what I want Gozer to do. Like, so, It's like, That's I'm going to stomp in there, and you're like, oh, dang it, Like, stop it. But it's a character, and That's it's fun. That's true to Gozer. Yeah, yeah, it adds. Yeah, so I have said on record that I hate Gozer. I'm pretty sure we've recorded that, and it's out there. So yeah. I hate Gozer. But I have realized very recently that I 
hate Shaft more. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Gozer, Gozer is Gozer is Gozer. Gozer is uh, an axe to the head, right? Very right. inconvenient and could probably kill you. Yeah. But Shaft is the little tick that falls on you walking nice. through the stroll and a nice sunny stroll through the woods that you don't realize is it's under your skin until you can't get it out. So you got Lyme disease. Ah, my, yes, and then you got Lyme, and then you got all kinds of diseases that Shaft is going to get. Shaft is known to spread diseases. Because he's so, he's like, he's like, oh, he's such a like used car salesman. Ugh, he's, oh, I hate it. Shmarmy. Like, yes, shmarmy, exactly. Uh, thanks. <laughs> and John's not too far off that. <laughs> what I deal with every day. I don't know. Bill and Elena were just down here. How do you think? You think I'm a used car salesman? I couldn't tell the difference between you and Shaft. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. No, we had a blast. Yeah, we had fun. Yeah, I like our little ragtag party. I like that Leland has to try and deal with the messes we create. It's fun. Uh, I think the, the most trouble is like balancing combat. And maybe that that's too uh falls a into, help. into plumpy's uh question yes a cleric would help but you definitely have them engage with gozer a lot which is like to our advantage so yeah absolutely and, and really the enemies that you guys have faced so far are kind of your standard get into melee and duke it out and ain't nobody gonna win that challenge with gozer around right <laughs> so i mean that that's also on me too right but i remember the remark Bryn made where she's like hey goes are you alive and she's like i'm a little alive (laughs) still here i'm having fun this is the first chaotic evil character that i played and i don't i don't know if i'm playing it exactly chaotic evil but i'm trying i'm definitely got the chaotic part i think are the rest of us just neutral or what what are you shaft Chaotic neutral. Okay, so we're all chaotic neutral. Uh, no, I'm chaotic Paul's good. good. Oh, you're good. No wonder I don't yeah. like you. But I don't like <laughs> e- I don't like evil either. Like, it's hard to deal with. You'll see coming up. Like, it's hard to deal with Gozer sometimes. It's just terrible. And I, I'm, ha- I'm having a hard time sometimes keeping in mind that I am chaotic evil because every other character I play has been good. I think you do a neutral. fantastic job, so. Oh, there are times where I could have pushed it a little farther. Yeah, but I think I think there are a lot of tropey ideas of what a chaotic evil character acts and is like. And I don't think they're all necessarily good or accurate. I mean, really, evil, you're kind of out for you and you alone, and... You know, there's no morals that are going to stop you to achieve whatever is good and best for Gozer. It's just you kind of go about them in ridiculous, overcharged ways, which brings in the chaotic part, which falls in line perfectly with being a barbarian, like for one thing. Yeah. And you're raging. So I, I don't I don't think you're very far off at all. Okay. In other words, please don't push it further. I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing. <laughs> Please, please don't. <laughs> and is oh, a fucking yeah. kleptomaniac, I tell you what. Like, I don't want to yeah, what's up with that? As a chaotic good guy, you seem to want to pick, pick up yeah. stuff. Well. You really do point out, like, when I pocketed those rubies, like, as a chaotic good, like, 
you were kind of acting good. Like, where did those go? Like, who's got them? Like, I was so annoyed in the moment. Like, maybe you shouldn't steal. Yeah, <laughs> it was hard really, talking. All that I ever it was hard to, to believe it wasn't was, a Bill versus Elena thing instead of a Falls River versus Brendan. It was but, not at all that. Don't bring our personal life into D and D, honey. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's, where you can, that's where you can actually duke it out and work things yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> can have Bryn's sneak attack falls her in. <laughs> I mean, she wins whatever argument you guys just had before we started playing. So. For sure, Shaft and Go- yeah. For sure, Shaft and Gozer are always like at each other. It's so funny. I love it. <laughs> that has been fun. Okay, let's actually play a session right now. Let's play. Actually, it was funny. I woke up this morning and was like driving to work and then i had like almost like a panic attack like oh my god we're playing today and i have done nothing to prepare and I'm like oh it's just an after party recording right oh just <laughs> an after party <laughs> you don't like, have oh, to prepare because you're the one who prepares the episode so you actually remember the crap that went on we all have to actually listen and remember what happened Sorry, this one drops on Wednesday, right? This yeah. is the yes this is the closest we've ever recorded to actual yeah, releasing it's monday night parties. yeah which, I mean, that was our intention with the After Party too, right? They're going to be right. as up-to-date as we can work it into our schedules. I mean, when you're scheduling five people, it's yeah. difficult, right? But I mean, really, it's well, three, but... <laughs> three because couples just count as one? Couple, yeah, yeah, you just lump them I, together. I thought you were just excluding some people. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only three important people. <laughs> We'll let the listeners figure out who those yeah. are. The li- hey, listener, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you want to f- give us your list of top three important encouragement party members, you can yeah. use the who hashtag AfterPartyIP. Yeah. <laughs> who should who do die we kill off? If, if I ever had to sit here and listen to you guys talk without partaking, like I would I'd probably just die. I'd rather die. Well, okay, there is one, there's one other thing I wanted to ask. I was going to bring it up last time, and I forgot. Uh, how do you guys feel about character death? Oof. I'm against it. I'm so nervous about it. I, I sent you guys uh, something, I think, a while back. Yeah, I watched it. Sort of a video to talk about it. And I actually think it's great. I think it would be perfect if, if we die. Really? Or, you know, I don't know if you guys are watching Game of Thrones right now, but, I mean, as as that episode's coming out, we're looking at it going, who died? You know, who are the main characters? It's exciting to know which ones. I would have absolutely no problem if Shaft died uh, in, a gl- in a blaze of glory. Um, you know, I would probably not prefer him die of a heart attack at a brothel, but uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe doing something heroic. But I think that's something that you have to prepare yourself. I'm so attached for. to Bryn. Well, I like point. that it's a possibility. I do. Yeah. I mean, I, Gozer's I pushing us closer and closer to death. Well, let me tell you. I don't really want Gozer to die, but I like that there's a possibility she could. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. I don't. I'm also attached to Falzern, but I mean, you know, if he were to die, that's a highly emotional, intense thing that would happen. I think it would make for an, an interesting well, story. Let's make a pact that if any of us die, they come back as a cleric. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was actually something I was also thinking about um, today, or I think it was last week, was like, should... I feel like getting you guys to have like backup characters because what if one of you dies right at the beginning of like a recording session? How common is it in D and D for characters to die? Like that's something I do. I think know. that I, that is well in Five E. I think it's a lot uh, less common in general compared yeah. to older editions. But I that is really strictly up to 
the style of your dungeon master, I think. Right. I mean, I think for Bill and I, for sure, like, as our first time, we play the character very similar to how we think. So to create a new character and actually play and think like the character, because, like, I can just tell how comfortable John and Emily are with creating a character and playing that character. So, like, it would push us to become more advanced than we are right now. That's a really good point, and that is not uncommon. Like, that, that's, that's, that's what everybody does. Their first character is basically them, but yeah great with a sword or can cast spells right like that's that's like the stereotype right and that's a, it's a stereotype for a reason and yeah. um i don't think there's there's no negativity to that in my opinion i think that's that's totally fine if that's how you're going to get into it and that's how you get comfortable with doing it then yeah fuck yeah do it what the, if anyone's going to shit on that then they sh- you shouldn't be playing with them right i mean all weekend john was calling me Bryn and i was answering so it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> were you aware you were doing that honey Sure. Yeah, I think he was. I think he did because I would like call him on. I'd be like, all right, whatever. Sure, Bryn. Okay. Is it because you forget how to say Elena? You think it's Alana or something? It's, it's too many syllables. It's just a <laughs> short and sweet, just like Bryn. So I don't know. I think I'm. I think I'm okay with it in a creative stance of like stretching myself. I don't know about you, Bill, but oh yeah, yeah. I would, I would kind of rather it not happen, but I, I wouldn't be, you know, I'd get over it, and I think it would make for interesting storytelling. Would you pick a, well, ma- a magic user? I don't know. I haven't thought much about it. <laughs> if if Falzern died, you could get another new character up to speed in, in, in a session. I mean, back to where you are now. Because <laughs> <laughs> we know nothing about him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here to learn things. I think, eh. and you know what, actually, that's an interesting um, talking point is that a lot of what, um, a lot of my emotional investment into Falzerin has not at all come out in the campaign. Like, it's it's been talked about privately between me and Leland, and all of the backstory that I created for Falzerin, and some of it com- came out in um, um, on Mike in the in our first episode of the World Lore and Character or no the uh, whatever one that was. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, that that's the part that like I I where my heart is is the effort that I put into all of his backstory, and it hasn't really even a lot yeah. of it hasn't come out yet. Because our so characters that, don't care. <laughs> I'd be mourning for that more than anything that that you know I didn't get to flesh out all of those juicy tidbits that I've built into Falzern's backstory within the campaign. Yeah, and and that's how I feel about in general any of any of your characters die i mean falzerin in particular just because we haven't quite gotten to spotlighting him like we have with the other three currently where we are not release schedule obviously but currently where we have recorded i'm cooking up some real cool stuff that i want to do with falzerin so keep him alive everybody (laughs) (laughs) well you know gozer doesn't really feel falzerin's worth her effort at this point uh, understandably so at this point in the release <laughs> schedule he's he's really not worth if there's ever trying. an opportunity he could choose like you could choose to share with us and be like a more because you're also chaotic good right so like you could choose to like yeah. open up where like a lot of us are very closed off yeah. and i i've that's something i've been you know trying to make myself think about you know creatively think about how i could work that into yeah. a session because i think it would be 
I think it'd be interesting. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I mean, I do think that that a lot of that is also on the DM um, because, like, you know, you all put work into your characters, and which I which I'll obviously I love because that's what I use as fodder for for my campaign. I mean, okay, let's say let's say Gozer Gozer died, and your new character Gozer was like just a human or whatever, right? Or even another elf, maybe, or a dwarf. Like, there are whatever is happening with these orcs. Gozer has some ties to it because of where she comes from. But like the stuff that's happening with the orcs is going to continue to happen. It's just now like I've lost some threads that I can, some carrots that I can dangle in front of the party and lead you into. <laughs> into that part of the story. Uh, so that's where like, I wouldn't miss out a ton, but that's yeah. not to say that I'm like shying away from potentially killing any of your characters. Just sprinkle some health potions here and there. Hey, if, if you guys like decided to go to a shop once in a while and actually buy some supplies <laughs> before heading out, that could help. <laughs> oh more, yeah. More chests, <laughs> more chests, less bad guys. <laughs> no 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 <laughs> what kind of chest are we talking about we established gozer has boobs okay like <laughs> she's got she's got pecs with a little bit of that's true <laughs> yeah extra. she does crossfit <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, boy. that's a good segue to end the after party. <laughs> and my jokes fail all right <laughs> Sorry. You can cut the one that like really flopped earlier about, about touting. The... You can just cut that joke. Yeah, yeah totally touting. That. Oh, Honestly, that, that one went over my head because I thought you were saying doubt. No, you just kept saying touting. I just cut it out of there. Just cut <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's in there. I mean, I got I to gotta have this edited at least tomorrow night, so it's going to at least work as yeah, possible. Yeah. And you're already there. at an hour and a half, so let's, let's keep going so you'll never get this. <laughs> Can you put music in this one? I'm going to have to. It drowns out some of the background noise. The music is do, 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 do. It's like the Jeopardy. All right. I think we need to wrap it up. I think so. We still haven't really figured out like a sign-off. For the after party? Yeah. Okay. Keep, Stay classy, keep San Diego. That's well, copyrighted. Did... We're going to have all of the co- that out. <laughs> Sorry. We've, San Diego, we my bad. We kind of touched on, you know... Obviously, we've had some listener listener questions. I don't. Did we say how to reach out to us, get in touch with us for any any people who want to? Well, ask that's questions? going to be in the outro. So people okay. stick around and listen to the outro. Do they? Please listen. You get to hear oh, more they should. Of our, our DMs. Uh, what did we call us? How do we describe our DMs' voice? Sexy. sexy. One of the listener sexy questions sexy. was, "How does the DMs' voice get to be so sexy?" Sexy, sexy. <laughs> but I mean, all those Easter eggs in the outro, we didn't even know about them, so. <laughs> Alright, I've been Leland. I'm John. I'm Emily. I've been Bill. Oh, we're doing this. I'm Bryn, apparently. <laughs> Happy adventuring! And that's our show. Our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. For your own musical inquiries, contact jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. All other music and ambient noise is courtesy of tabletopaudio.com. 
The Incursible Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Visit criticalhitdesign.com for all of your graphic design needs. You can find more info on the characters and world at incursibleparty.com. Enjoying the show? Have any questions or rules corrections? Email us, contact at incursibleparty.com, or reach out on social media. The Incursible Party on Facebook and Instagram at IncouragablePar on Twitter, using the hashtag AfterPartyIP for a shout-out during our behind-the-screen after-party episodes that drop every fourth release. Happy adventuring! I, I hit record already. I'm going. Yeah. Okay, fine. Did you guys listen to After Party 2? Yeah. The final? Yeah. I put in those bleepers at the very end. Did you li- listen to it all the way through? Uh, I haven't yeah. listened. Yeah, to yeah I did. Okay, busted. Yeah. There's bloopers. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so I, I haven't that that seg that little minute and a half that John had said. Hey, we should throw this in. I I mean, I put it after the outro. I didn't really know. What, I didn't want to. Oh no, I didn't listen to that. Oh uh, man, yeah. I gotta re-listen. It's like a it's a Marvel post credit scene. So you guys should have stayed to the end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dang it! I yeah, tend see, to I check out to before it. you mention my company. We should probably tweet something about that so that people know. Ah, I don't know. Like put, I think I like it. Well, I'm just nah, saying put a fine. post-credit a scene egg-y. on this one. Yeah. Okay, we'll put an Easter egg on this one. Well, I don't, uh, I don't have any. Well, maybe I can find something. I mean, you could put this as the Easter egg. If we were recording it. <laughs> I'm, recording. I'm recording. We're recording. Emily, you're not recording? <laughs> what? Oh, Emily. Emily. That's a blooper right there. <laughs> <laughs>